One, two, three. Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I've got something today, like most episodes, where I really try and focus on a very specific thing that you can do to improve your business. There's a lot of different ways to have a business on Amazon, but there's one thing that's true for anyone that sells, and that's that returns, they're not fun. They hit your bottom line. They make you less profitable. So when I came across this solution, I immediately was like, this is unreal. I had no idea that like Amazon was working in this direction to help alleviate returns. So the solution I'm talking about is actually co-designed with Amazon. It's called on-site support. And I have with me the founder, Joe, who has a lot of experience on Amazon and different types of tools. This isn't your first. Well, but first, actually, welcome, Joe. So this isn't your first solution for Amazon sellers, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I was in this space. It's almost 10 years now. I was initially selling you know, watches with my father in my basement. Ended up getting a position in a company called Equity Brands, where we're uh, scaled to about nine figures in e-com sales. And then through that, was finding different problems, trying to solve them for myself first. And then if it turns into a business, great. But yeah, we initially had a reimbursement platform where we were kind of fighting with Amazon. Nice to be on the other side of the coin where we're kind of working with Amazon to address profitability from a different angle. Yeah, you got a journey. There's one part of your story that I like. I mean, actually, there's a lot of part of stories I would like to just like talk more about. Tell me about watches. Yes. My dad was, you know, looking for extra money like everybody is. And he came across these watches that you can get wholesale. These were name brand watches, right? Not his own brand, but a brand that wasn't being utilized. Like uh, they were never on e-com before. It was 2012, 2013. So I think it was called Geneva Watches even. It was just like a okay. generic type of a name. But that's a Swiss city. So that's great branding yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up going with it. And there was a time where we were packaging. I don't know why I didn't even look at FBA. We were just like FBM oriented. And I think his friend told him FBA doesn't work. Horrible friend, but we ended up getting positions one, two, and three for the top best-selling watches on Amazon, and we held that position for a good, you know, maybe six months until the factory started going direct. But that was just like my first taste into e-commerce, and like that sparked my interest and led me down this career path. Awesome. Okay, so you worked in the reimbursement tool space, and then let's just talk about what the solution is. Amazon returns, they suck because Amazon gives everyone the ability to give a return for kind of almost any reason. And they're hard for sellers to deal with. You got damaged products. If you're using FBA, sometimes you're relying on whatever Amazon says, if this is sellable or not sellable, that creates issues because sometimes they get that wrong. If it's not sellable condition, then you know you get you have to pay to get it removed. Then someone in your warehouse has to like inspect it, just figure out what's going on. Either way, I determined, this was an estimate, that for every percentage of your products that get returned, that's basically a hit on your net margin. So let's say you have like 4% returns. Fairly, that's kind of normal. 4% returns would actually hit your net profit about 4%. It's painful. It's very category dependent. There are some products, you know, especially apparel, like watches would actually be higher because until people feel it and see it on themselves, we know apparel has really high. There's some that are actually pretty low. I've seen products in the 2% category, but average is somewhere between, you know, 
two and eight percent is probably like average. So what is on-site support and how is it like, you know, let's talk about like why it is useful for uh, people that want to lower their return rate. Awesome. So let's attack right where you started. Returns has a huge impact on a brand's bottom line. 42% of the time, a product, when it goes back to Amazon, is regraded in unsellable status. On-site support was created to go ahead and really be that bridge between the customer and the Amazon brand. So it initially mm-hmm. started with just QR codes to connect brands with customers, sending them to a compliant location where they can get help regarding their products. Eventually, and thankfully, we've been able to work with Amazon to create on-site solutions on Amazon.com locations where a customer can now get redirected to the brands themselves. Yeah. So this is a button that if you are, you know, someone's creating a return, there's usually those few little buttons like refund, like this, look at your details, but there's a new button that says like get product support. Right. That get product support button is built to redirect customers to the brand where they can go ahead and get self-help support, watch an installation video, learn how to care for the item. If you know Amazon, this almost sounds like heresy that (laughs) Amazon is directing people to a branded website that they could communicate with the brand itself. So there are some rules. We'll talk about some of the rules. You're not allowed to sell products on this website. Amazon does verify each one. Possible to slip through the cracks, but the goal is for that website to be a support site. We build it on our domain in order to cut down the turnaround time. So it'll be, let's say, pureenrichment.onsitesupport.il. And the customer never actually really sees that location. You can even have it on your website too. When you click support, it takes you there. But the goal here is to create an environment for support, but backed by data. So you already have a ton of returns data. It's not like anybody's signing up day one. You've been selling for a few years already. You have years and years of returns data. You have product listings with hundreds, if not thousands of reviews. We're able to analyze that information and then build a support journey for the customer, taking them towards resolution. You can have one page that addresses all of your products. You can have separate pages. If you have a top selling air conditioner and there's 30 different things to try, we'll create a very, it could be as simple or as robust as possible with the clear agenda of trying to reduce returns via either education or being in direct communication with the brand. How does it feel that you're on the right side of global warming here? (laughs) It feels good. But for reals though, like returns, can create a lot of shipments, you know? And sometimes like e-commerce has this feeling just like creating an insane amount of packages. And the fact that like, you know, you can like cut that down and people rather just solve the, the issue and carry on. I'm surprised that I always thought like, you know, the customer has 20 seconds to get it right or the brand has 20 seconds to get it right or it's going back in the box. I'm surprised with just how many people click the get product support button and want to keep the item they purchased. Like we're so warped in our behavior or just thinking like my wife will buy sometimes and I, I don't allow her to do this anymore. She'll buy from two or three different brands and keep the best one. But like we're surprised that customers that are now purchasing these products want to keep their items. And my wife doesn't really have time to go to UPS to drop it off. She wants to just solve the issue. The incentives are aligned in some ways, and you guys 
enable brands. And one thing that like should be mentioned, this is for like brand registered brands, right? I know there's a lot of resellers that listen to the podcast. It's actually all types. It's very mixed. But like if you have an exclusive and you got brand registry, this can be a very elegant solution to cut down on that and actually make it just a more, it really is a more profitable relationship. They don't usually do the math on just how much a cost, you know, the cost is of each return. And it can take, if you add up all the math, you still pay a portion of the referral fee. You pay the pick and pack fee, even on a returned item. Many people don't know that. They think they get it back, but technically Amazon shipped it, so you pay it. And it can take, if you add up all the math, you lost everything on the ads. If 42% of the time it goes into unsellable status, now you lost the cost of goods, you got to take it back home to recoup some of that value. It can take three sales just to cover the cost of one return. On the flip side, even if you were to give the customer a free item, tell him to keep the item that he has, and you pay for shipping, it would still be, on average, 30 to 40%, sometimes even 50% cheaper than giving the customer a return. Giving him a free item, you save the customer, and you make more money while doing so. And nobody has ever even thought about it that way because nobody sat there and did the math. I've seen a few times where Amazon will actually say, like, keep the product for inexpensive products. I rarely see that, but, you know, it's happened, and, like, I get it. And we have some amazing case studies where, I'll tell you about one of them. We had a particular brand. They sold pizza ovens, and they started noticing a pretty alarming return rate. They turned on the Get Product Support button to try to understand what was causing this high returns on this new product that they just launched. Instantly, they were able to find out from a customer telling them that, hey, I bought my pizza oven for 250 bucks, and the oven doesn't stay lit. It shuts off after 10 seconds. Obviously, that's going back in the box, but the brand was able to get a video from the customer. They sent that video to the factory. The factory overnighted them 1,000 replacement knobs. We put a simple call to action within the landing page, and I'll show you some of the numbers. Out of the 350 pieces at FBA, 150 of them really had a real defect. 89 of the 154 clicked the yellow button. So we can't promise everyone's going to click this yellow button. But that's a very good traction, you know, 89 out of 154. And then 87 of them accepted a replacement knob. So that was over 100 grand for a real defect. Now, you, you layer in there all the people that come to watch the installation videos and need a replacement piece, a part, learn how to use the item. We're extending the life cycle of the product. And even if you have to give a free replacement, it'll cost you less than a regular FBA return. Yeah. This is just like a unique solution. I kind of like to be the nerdy guy that likes to dig into anything on Amazon. And so I was like, I have to bring you on to think about this. You know what this is related to? I was listening to something talking about like what makes like a restaurant get really good reviews. Sure, it's like really good food, but like someone's always going to have a problem at a restaurant. Maybe they get the wrong item and the speed and resolution of solving those problems actually has a bigger upside effect. You would hear this. This is a story that people have heard where like, hey, this bad thing happened, but they went over the top and fixed this. Like they went out of their way to like correct it and correct it fast. So if you ever want to think about brand loyalty, like that's actually where it's created. It's not created in just a good product. It's created on like, having the supports to fix any sort of problem and just like make people feel like, oh, this is a solution I can rely on. You're 100% right. We see the tickets and it's like, you go from a very frustrated customer of 
before I leave a negative review on Amazon, I want to give you a chance to respond. And then it like flip sides into even with a canned response, you gave them the ability to vent their to voice their frustration. You acknowledge their issue. You take care of that issue. It could be you still give them the refund, but you were able to show them that there's a real human being on the other side and a brand that cares about the product that they produced. And the results have been huge in reducing negative reviews, acquiring loyal customers, generating repeat business. So like subscribe and save businesses, all these different customers that are buying on repeat. We've been able to see thousands and thousands of tickets. You know, before I cancel my subscription, we wanted to tell you about the issue. Brand takes care of the issue. Fantastic. Customer is thrilled again. You take the next 12 months, you multiply it by your retail. These are sales that you just generated via support. Yeah. On top of the you know customer loyalty and all that stuff. Love it. Well, this is a very interesting and that kind of new piece to the puzzle. This doesn't you know affect every single product or brand, but especially the, the higher ticket items, you can't afford to avoid this. That's my take. Like pizza ovens, you know, that's $200 transaction. You want to keep that pizza oven there. <laughs> Actually, tell me a little bit more about the Three Colts kind of connection. I'm not sure if I've uh, talked much about Three Colts on the pod, but just a, a quick summary. I have interacted with a, with a variety of their companies, but what Three Colts has done as is acquired and kind of groups together a lot of service offerings for Amazon sellers. This is similar to like Carbon 6, but they're just very different companies and some very different solutions. And Onsite Support is a great example of that. Another one that I have, I dove in the weeds with Prosper last year was a Channel Reply, where kind of related, you know, a customer support ticket thing, but simplifying that process. So tell us about your experience with Three Colts. How is that uh, impacting what you're working on? Yeah, so Three Colts is definitely an awesome company to be around. A lot of, it's great because, this is one of the things, but a lot of the founders stay on. So like when you have founders and co-founders working together to keep getting deeper into the tool that we're, that we're all building together, it definitely creates a lot more development a lot faster. If you're working with people that are very similar to you and they stay on to keep the growth of that company going. So that's been awesome getting to work with different founders all at the same time. You mentioned Channel Reply, getting to work with the builders of Channel Reply to integrate their software into our software to create you know, one e-com help desk that does everything that a seller dreams that they can do wouldn't be possible without having to spend years and years of development for getting that experience. But in working with the founders in order to produce that tool, you know, we're able to add these features in, in two months, three months, six months. So yeah. Three Colts has been awesome. Channel Reply is integrated directly into our help desk with, say, exclusive features that only we have developed for ourselves because it does serve with the whole returns and reviews aspect. But yeah, Three Colts is, has been really fun to work with and, and we're, we really are building something incredible, making the right acquisitions and the right spaces that we like to be in. Yeah, it's definitely a, an active ecosystem. I, came, I actually became aware of Three Colts almost two years ago, like probably in their earlier days. And to see where they are now from where they started, you know, they've moved the needle a lot. There's so many directions that we can go. How do you feel about where this is moving towards? I think you, you did mention that like this is evolving a little bit. Amazon, you know, they want to solve customer returns more than anyone else. 
I'm sure it hits their bottom line. It gums out the FBA considerably. Yep. Let me answer that question. I guess we're seeing them retreat, not completely, but we're seeing them definitely take their stabs at returns and refunds in the last, I would say, 90 days with that frequently returned badge that everybody went crazy about. There's a frequently returned badge? Really? <laughs> Let me show you. So this is something that got everyone a little bit crazy. And I can go on Google to pull up a better one. But there's this frequently returned item that went around LinkedIn like a wildfire. Well, I actually have a product that we have a product that gets uh, returned a lot. We're trying to fix it. So we don't know the threshold. I think everyone's screenshotting the same six products that have gone around on every single person's article. But this can be potentially crushing for a brand if this was popping up on one of their top sellers. There's also a, I think it says kept or less frequently returned item, which is in green. That was their first step, I think they took at returns. Then they also, I believe, started charging customers $1 to ship products back to FBA. So for specific return reasons. So I guess that dollar is trying to eat up some of their costs too. The good news is I do have a frequently returned product and I don't have the badge. (laughs) We, We found out it's a cooking item and we found out that it's actually slightly mismarketed that it's for a slightly different type of cooking item and the sizings are a little bit different. We're actually addressing it, but no frequently return. But you're saying Amazon is going nuts. Like, you know, they are innovating here and even in the last 90 days. Yeah, um, there's a new pilot program too that I was invited to where you can have, so like part of FBA, I think this was just part of the requirements with FBA at first, was that every return has to go back to Amazon to be graded. And now if it's unsellable, now you have the ability to bring it back home. If it was graded sellable, it automatically goes back into sellable stock. Amazon created a new pilot now where you can still be in FBA, but all your returns go straight back to you without it having to go back to Amazon first. That's like 10 years too late. Like they should have done that along. (laughs) I have heard so many complaints on that. And, you know, some brands just know they're like, hey, like every single product we have to get back to us. That's interesting that they're uh, continuing on that. Shoot, I know there's a few other things that have happened with returns that I that are just escaping my mind. But you see a lot of brands creating like this very convoluted reverse logistics to get on top of it. And so right. any improvement that Amazon can make to clean up, oh, this was it, is that I think Amazon was even like suggesting they might get rid of free returns. They were putting some friction on some ways that you return the product. I think charging you like a dollar or two. Yeah, just they're charging a dollar for return reasons that don't fall within these, you know, four parameters. Right, which can get gamed a little bit, but still. I actually am fine. I've heard some people like, they're like, oh, that means Amazon's gonna like, you know, have a reputation hit. Well, Sellers are kind of getting hit hard if everyone just returns for whatever reason. If people buy a Halloween product, they use it for Halloween, then return it the next week. The fourth quarter, Amazon opens up their return window until all the way till when? January 31st. You can buy something in October, use it the entire winter time, and return it at the end of January. So basically, it's buy heaters in October and return them in January. There you go. Yeah, now the return programs, they get abused plenty. That's very interesting. Is there anything we didn't cover? I think we covered it all. I mean, one thing I'll talk about is just, let's say, spoke about return management, reputation management, just reviews, 
if a customer gets to vent out their frustration to the brand directly versus and then being able to just shut it down right there versus going to Amazon and leaving that negative review. So that's also just an extra benefit is preventing these negative reviews and having that ability to turn it into a positive review. And then just, I guess, pricing. I don't know if you want to discuss that here on this podcast. Usually brands reach out to us, even if they are selling cheapish items. Anybody that's doing over a million dollars a year in business, even if you have a 5% return rate, your return costs can be fifty dollars to $70,000 per year. If there's a way that you can reduce that by 10, 15, 20%, why not explore it? So we have an audit that we do. We connect with your account. We can tell you just how much you spent per product in returns this year in costs. And then we'll go ahead and tell you the impact we believe we can have. It's a pretty affordable software. It's $299 a month. You can have unlimited ASINs up there, unlimited tickets, connect it, not just Amazon, to any marketplace you can want. And then our designers are building the sites for you, with you, based on the feedback we're seeing in your returns and your review data. So we want to... Every brand is getting some type of value from the software, whether it's in stopping negative reviews, acquiring loyal customers, or stopping return costs. So, like, there's some different angles you can hit it, but that's the that's the theme. I like that. You know, you gotta hit those parameters, and it's worth it. If you're not there yet, like, this is worth knowing about when the time comes. Well, Joe, thanks so much for coming and talking out, talking about this. Your site is onsitesupport.io. It's worth doing an audit, learning a little bit more about you know, if you actually can make a big impact and like the, there's no better way than having the button on Amazon's order page. Yep. Well, if people want to like reach out and ask questions, how can they get a hold of you? So Joe at Onsite Support is the best place. You can let via email, Joe at onsitesupport.io or on our website, there's a book a call button. You can book a call. Anybody that mentions that they heard us on the podcast, we'll uh, definitely give them a discount there as well. And we're excited to work together. Perfect. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thank you everyone for listening in. Make sure you subscribe. If you know anyone that has any return problems, send them this episode. All right, we'll part ways and thanks everyone and see you on the next one. One, two, three.